0: was here with such a great experience and it's nice to be back. My name is Brad Upton. That is not my real name. That is a show business name. My actual birth name is uh, Doja Cat. What are the odds? Well, I guess the pandemic's over. I don't know if it is or not. Apparently it is. Do you remember the first time you put on a mask? I went, is this what my breath smells like? I owe a lot of people an apology. (laughs) You ever burp wearing a mask? First time I did that, I had to take a knee. (laughs) Of course, everywhere we go now, we have to take hand sanitizer, which is fine, but everybody that walks in anywhere looks like they're planning something evil. (laughs) Can you imagine two years ago, walking into a bank wearing a mask going... You'd have been tased immediately. For the first two weeks, the shelter in place, we all sat at home and did nothing for two weeks, right? Just nothing. It was so boring. I was sitting on my front porch and the, the recycling truck came down my street for the first time in two weeks. Every single house, it was nothing but bottles. Every single <laughs> wine, whiskey and beer bottles at every single house. I went, wow, we are all at home hiding our day drinking. <laughs> Turned the whole country into Utah. I didn't do anything for a year. I sat at home. I developed a dating app, though, for boomers. It's called Shingles Only. <laughs> well, I feel good. I feel youthful. But all life is for me now is a series of events reminding me I'm getting older. I was at the mall the other day in the food court. Several very attractive women walked past me. I realized I was looking at their food. Well, that barbecue? Steve need to get old. You ever see those commercials on TV for the weight loss product? They always show a woman her bathing suit, the before and the after picture. You ever look at that before picture and go, she looks all right to me. <laughs> I got no problem with that one at all. I've been doing this one recently. I wake up in the morning, I throw my feet over the side of the bed and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, oh, I shouldn't have drank so much last night. I didn't drink anything last night. <laughs> I just wake up feeling like this now. <laughs> and I don't know when this happened at my house. I realized one day the catalog for Victoria's Secret no longer shows up. It's been replaced by the one from Harry and David's, the gift baskets. <laughs> Trouble is, I look at it the same way. Oh, look at those smoked cheeses. I love smoked cheese. Oh, this one has shortbread cookies. Do you know what I would do to a whole sleeve of shortbread cookies? I was working with some young comedians recently. They were making fun of me for being old, and they're like, oh, you probably listen to music on a (laughs) Walkman. And I go, well, the joke's on you. I have an iPod. (laughs) And about the last 10 out of 12 hotels I've checked into, I've gotten a handicapped room which I don't care, but I'm like, this is too often to be chanced at this point. (laughs) What are these clerks thinking when they're looking at me like, oh, I'm not sure that guy can get in and out of the tub by himself. I uh, (laughs) might need some railings. (laughs) Part that makes me feel old is when I'm in the shower going, oh, these railings are kind of (laughs) nice. ever walk into a dark public restroom? How long do you do this before you realize there's no motion detector in there? (laughs) Am I the only one? (laughs) Okay, there must be one something on the wall here somewhere. You know what I like to do? I'd like to walk into one of those restrooms that has the the motion detector and just stand on the wall quietly. wait for somebody to walk in and go, hi. (laughs) Maybe wear clown makeup, you know? (laughs) I'm from Seattle. I was on the University of Washington campus several years ago. My daughter was a freshman there and I, I dropped some stuff off at her dorm and I came out, it was late October. It was trying to snow, that's all it was. A handful of flakes were coming out of the sky and these college kids, I don't know where they're from, they weren't local, but they came running out, they threw themselves on the ground, they started making snow angels. <laughs> all the rest of the kids come out, hey look, first it's got a stick. Get up out of the mud, you idiot. Maybe you should have went to Washington State. (laughs) We don't happen to have any Washington State alums in here, do we? Uh, Because I can slow these down if I need to. (laughs) How many of you have to put up with some snoring? You got a snoring spouse? Where are the hands? Let's see, come on. Yeah, there we go. Have you heard this? This is an actual theory. This is a real theory. There are some scientists that believe that snoring is a leftover behavior from our caveman days. One of those things we don't need anymore, but at one time it was advantageous. And you guys are looking at me like I'm nuts, but you can imagine if there were predators creeping around the cave and they're going to go down there and grab somebody, but all they can hear is (laughs) It sounds too much like growling. And ladies, I want to ask you this, has it not worked? Guys, next time your wife gives you one of those in the middle of the night, you go, I don't see a pack of wolves in here. (laughs) This is a thing now. I don't know why it's become such a big selling point in every recipe. Everything contains sea salt. (laughs) All salt is sea salt. It's always been sea salt. Do we need two words to describe salt? It's like, "Uh uh-oh, looks like cloud rain. we are going to get water wet. (laughs) Have you seen the Tibetan sea salt? It says on the package over 250 million years old. You know what else it says on the package? Best if used by October. I was at the gym the other day. I'm waiting to get on the treadmill. About half of them are broken and the rest are busy. I'm just standing there waiting my turn. And the guy that works there, he's all peppy. He comes over, he goes, hey, we got a Stairmaster. we got elliptical. Those are available. They give you the same kind of workout. I said, if you went to the brothel and the madam said, all the girls are busy, but there's a couple of guys upstairs. (laughs) Same kind of workout. I go, what would you say? He say, I say we need to fix those treadmills. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm trying to say. In mid-December, I was in downtown Seattle and I came across one of those live nativity scenes and I'd never seen one before. I go, oh, check it out, a live nativity scene. Look at there, that's a, uh, that's a, uh, that's a homeless encampment. All right. <laughs> Where did they get a camel? I got a cheap hotel recently. I knew it was cheap. I wanted free parking, continental breakfast. That's all I needed. I went down to the lobby in the morning. There was a bucket of water, two raw potatoes. (laughs) I said to the guy that works there, I go, "Uh, your website says there's a continental breakfast. He said, doesn't say which continent. (laughs) That is an excellent loophole, my friend. It doesn't matter where I travel in the country. It doesn't matter where you go in the country. Highway construction everywhere. It just never ends. And this is what I know about highway construction. Could they bring the temporary cement walls in any closer to the edge of the highway? Like driving isn't hard enough. It's pouring down rain. It's pitch black. You're trying to follow that white line. The white line goes under the cement wall. <laughs> you ever see those skid marks go up the side of those walls? You're- What happened there? I'm a habitual speeder. Anybody else habitual speeders? Where are my people? That's part of the problem right there. There's not enough of us. There's nothing wrong with traffic. We couldn't fix with some speed, folks. Let's go. You know how to make more water go through a hose? Turn it up faster. There's trouble merging in this country too. Let me tell how merging works. Listen up, listen carefully. I want you to take this with you tonight, okay? Here's how you merge. Ready for this? Speed up. You see how that works? (laughs) Go faster. Term is merge, not wedge. (laughs) Here's the all American merge right here. 10, 20, 30, 40, 30, 20, 10. If all the traffic's going 70, you don't come down the ramp at 50 and make a hole. You come down at 80 and find one. Yeah. Be a team player. Everybody cheers that. No one ever does it. Let me tell you how you get off the highway. Exit then break. It's not break, exit. It's exit, break. That works best for all of us. How many of you here uh, suck at driving? How many of you suck at driving? I need... I need to see more hands. Way more hands. I need to see way more hands. A couple of you are honest. uh, A couple of you, the rest of you, you don't understand. Here's a traffic scenario I'd like to ask you about. Oncoming traffic. You need to make a left through the oncoming traffic. How much room do some of you need? You only have to miss the bumper of the car that just went back. Some of you apparently need to see the horizon. I've made a left out of the second position many times in my life before. I'm like, okay, he could have gone there. He could have gone there. Could have gone there. He's not going here. I am, boom, right there. Yeah, we got places to go. And who put in all these traffic circles and didn't tell anybody how they work? That circle doesn't have to be empty for you to enter it. There just has to be enough room for you to fit. Pick out a hole and hit that thing like an NFL running back. If you've ever driven up to a traffic circle and stopped, I want you to go home tonight, lay down your keys and never, ever pick them up ever, ever again. I told you, I'm, a, I'm always speeding. I'm 15 over when I'm early. I don't know what it is. I just think if gamblers can attribute their problem to a disease, I should be able to plead the same thing, don't you? <laughs> Please, your honor, don't find me. I'm just gonna speed again. I need treatment.
1: <laughs>
0: you ever been on a two-lane highway, seen an RV, 10 or 12 cars stacked up behind it? Nobody can pass. One guy, some psycho guy goes nuts from the back of the pack, passes all row. You ever see that? I'm that guy. Nobody else has any guts, I'll do it. See you suckers later. I think passing's a lost art form. I can pass on a two-lane bridge or the school bus coming at me, no problem. a question of three things. Heart, commitment, Uh, horsepower. That's the other one. (laughs) You don't want to pass in that smart car. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel very smart right now. (laughs) I went into a parking garage in Seattle recently. And I pay my money, I go up the ramp, there's a big sign on the wall that says speed limit five miles an hour. And then in big red letters, it says strictly enforced. <laughs> five. <laughs> How'd you like to drive around the corner, see a cop standing there with a radar gun? Hey, 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 Chase me with his flashlight. Woo! Do <laughs> <laughs> you know why I pulled you over? No got you doing seven. <laughs> How'd you like you to go to court on that? Mr. him be charge with doing seven and a five. How do you plead? Embarrassed. In the state of Washington, where I'm from, we have some of the most restrictive anti-smoking laws in the country due to secondhand smoke. They're good laws. You know what I'm tired of, though, we need a law about? Everywhere I fly now, I have to sit like this. You know what I'm getting tired of? Secondhand fat. <laughs> Son of, every time I get on a jet, there's a 600 pounder coming down the aisle. I'm like, oh, no, 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 not. no. They always say the same thing. Can I, can I sneak past you? Your sneaking days are over, my friend. you sneak past the Golden Corral one time, all right? You guys can relax on that joke. I look around the room before I do it. Sometimes I have to change it to 800. Felt pretty safe at 600 tonight. If you saw my last special, I made fun of millennials. I don't know if you remember that or not yet. Yeah, it, uh, it was quite popular. <laughs> Do we have anybody here tonight under the age of 30? Any 20-somethings? That's still the dumbest group of humans I've ever met in my life. Uh, you're not dumb academically, I'll get to that. But you are soft emotionally, I can tell you that. The reason I say that, when I was growing up, our parents let us play in the street, climb trees and blow stuff up. Yeah. And you know what happened if you got hurt or maimed? You got a new name. <laughs> I had two friends I grew up with, Aimer and Niner. When Aimer was six, he was in the garage with his big brothers blowing stuff up. He lost his right eye. It was closed the rest of his life. He looked like he was aiming a gun. That's how he got the name Amer. <laughs> he was the Amer. Everybody called him Amer. I did not know his name was not Amer. <laughs> Till the first day of third grade, the teacher said, Ross Thomas. We all went, Ross Thomas, who? <laughs> Amor, is your name Ross? <laughs> we started laughing. That sounded funnier to us than Amher did. <laughs> and Amher says to the teacher, no, my name's Amher. My mom is the only one that calls me Ross. And she goes, well, Amher, how'd you get that name? He goes. imagine now a kid even pretended to point a gun at a teacher? There'd be a lockdown, there'd be a helicopter above the school. My friend Niner in the fourth grade, there were four of us, we were all out in the woods together, we were all climbing trees, and we were all up about 15 feet, and he fell. And on the way down, he was trying to grab branches, and by the time he hit the ground, he'd lost most of his ring finger. And uh, <laughs> Every time I t- tell this story, I still picture it. It's 55 years ago, it still makes me laugh. Because he got up and he's dusting himself off. He's going, I'm bleeding somewhere. I'm bleeding, I'm I'm cut, I'm cut. I don't know what. (laughs) And my other friend says, look at your hand. And he, he screamed and he ran home. And we all climbed down and followed him, but none of us thought to look for his finger. About well, four days later, he's back in class, his hands all heavily bandaged up. We're learning about decimal points for the first time in our life. He raises his hand. He says, I have 9.2 fingers. Called him Niner for the rest of his life. When I was a kid, everybody had a nickname. Every single kid, nobody went by their real name and it was given to you by your friends, usually about a body part that was not flattering. I had friends who were paunch, tater head, (laughs) lips, chin. Lips had big old Pete Davidson lips. Chin didn't have one. (laughs) We originally called him viola because we knew he'd never play one. I had another friend in high school. He had a short right arm. It was just, it was fully functional, but it was just, it was a short kind of short arm on this side, right? So he had a big hand and a little hand. We called him clock. Everybody called him clock. The teachers called him clock. He was clock clock was awesome too he was in my second period algebra class and we were supposed to be in our seats every day at nine o'clock when the bell rang but clock would always wait out in the hall until that bell rang and he'd burst through the door every morning like this it was never not funny every single day we waited for that moment and laughed for 10 minutes One day we're sitting in class, the bell rings and he doesn't come through the door. We're like, whoa, whoa, that's weird. Where's the clock? You know, must be absent. Well, he, wa- he was tardy. <laughs> 10 minutes later, he burst through that door like. <laughs> we laughed until 9.30. <laughs> And clock was the best student in class, and uh, he was by far the best student in class. And every Friday we had to race him on problems. The teacher would put problems up on the board. We had to compete against him. We called it, Beat the clock. (laughs) Nobody could beat him. He had that left hand going like this, and and the eraser in his short hand. One time in PE class, this is after class, we're in the locker room changing, right? And we had two new kids in class and they were bullies and they were bullying clock. And uh, so, clock's in there and he goes, I'm gonna knock you out with this hand. And then he goes, boom, and knocks, <laughs> just spins this kid and knocks him out, just boom, hits the ground. <laughs> and then he turns the other one and goes, or this one. <laughs> and we hit that kid, you know, we all hooted and hollered and the teacher came running out of his office, what's going on, what's going on? We said, well, these guys were bullying clock and he knocked one of them out. <laughs> and by then this kid's kind of getting up and the teacher just walks over and goes, You just got knocked out by a kid with a half arm. (laughs) Hope you learn to keep your mouth shut. And that was the end of it. Nobody got sent to the office. Nobody got suspended. Nobody's parents got called. Nowadays, Clark would have been the one that got suspended for throwing that first punch. And then you'd had to bring your parents and get an anger management plan. Well, I got angry and I punched that kid. That's the plan. Can you imagine now calling kids by their afflictions? Hey, here's my buddies, Blinky and Snort. <laughs> here's my other friend, Orphan. His parents were anti-vaxxers. <laughs> Not accurate. I said the 20-somethings are dumb, they're not dumb, it's just certain ways of the world. The reason I say that, you watch, in the not too distant future, hackers are gonna knock out our cell phones and the internet. These 20-somethings that are gonna come to a stop, stare at their phone, and have no idea what to do next. Because they've always had an internet connection. If we lose the internet, us old folks, we got a plan B. You 20-somethings are gonna have to find a bunch of old people and ask us how to do stuff. Hey, mister, can you help me get home? I don't know how to do directions. (laughs) Well, I can draw you a map, but you're gonna have to listen and store the information in your head. (laughs) And I'm not here to tell you life was better before cell phones, it wasn't. I love my phone, I'm addicted to that thing. You ever lose your phone? Oh, that's a panic attack. I lost my kid at the mall one time, I didn't panic like that. Because I have two kids. Never has technology moved so quickly as the past 20 plus years. My son was at my house a couple years ago. He called my mom, his grandma. He turns to me, and goes, I think grandma's phone's broken. I go, why? He goes, listen to this. I go, it's a busy signal. He'd never heard one. He goes, now what do I do? I go, hang up. He goes, how do I leave a message? You don't. (laughs) He goes, now what do I do? I go, well, wait a few minutes. Call her back. He goes, that's stupid. (laughs) And I was like, in your house growing up, my house growing up, my dad never answered the phone. He wasn't getting out of his big old chair. That phone rang, he'd just look at us kids. It was our job to answer the phone, right? I was telling my son that story one day. He goes, Why didn't you tell your dad to get the phone? (laughs) My World War II Marine dad? I tried it once. Had no idea to get out of the chair that quickly. When I woke up, that phone was inside me. Hey, Dad, why don't you get (laughs) (laughs) the... Here's something that kills me about technology and old people, and by old people, I'm talking about people my age. Watch us when people are taking pictures. They got the camera. We all stop. We don't want to walk in front of it because we think we're going to ruin the film. Hey, boomer, no more film. Keep moving. These guys delete more pictures in an hour than we used to take in a year you remember roll of 24? That thing would last you all year. You get that back, you go, look, there's Uncle Billy. He's been dead at least a year. Oh my got I got some new Uncle Billy photos. And photos weren't unlimited. You had to keep track. Remember that little counter on the bottom of the camera told you how many were left? That's why all the Sasquatch photos are crappy. Everybody was down to their last shot. Like, oh, there he is. Click. Ah. Behind a tree. <laughs> Before COVID, I worked at Singapore and Hong Kong. I worked at these English speaking comedy clubs, and I flew from Hong Kong to Singapore on Tiger Air. It's this cut rate Asian airline. They cram me you know, all close together, and I don't feel like a big man. But in Asia, I'm gigantic. <laughs> I did not realize it until I was standing at the gate looking around, going, Oh my, I'm the biggest guy here by a lot. So I'm 6'1, 190. 195? <laughs> 200, probably 202 this morning. Anyway, I was the biggest guy by a lot on the jet and I had a window seat. There was a guy in the aisle and I said, uh, can I sneak past you? He said, your sneaking days are over, my friend. I watched the uh, Winter Olympics, the Summer Olympics this past year. I've been asked a lot of audiences. And a lot of people didn't watch. I, I'm surprised, because I love the Olympics. I'm fascinated by the greatest athletes in the world, but some of the sports, I'm thinking, do they belong in the Olympics, like archery and rifle? I mean, those are cool skills, but you could be a fat chain-smoking alcoholic and be a great shot. <laughs> there should have to be some cardio involved, I think. That's not real athletic, and those people's greatest skill is the ability to stand perfectly still. How athletic is that? I'm one of the greatest athletes in the world. Ever since I was six, everybody's been calling me the aimer. (laughs) I like track and field, but it's not that popular with the general public. I'm thinking, you wanna spice that up? Let's let them run with scissors. We've always heard that's dangerous. Is it? Let's find out. Told you from Seattle, two of the richest men in the world live there, Bezos and Gates. Bezos has about 200 billion. Gates has about 160 billion. You know know what 200 billion is? That's a million times 200,000. 200,000 times one million. I think any of us would be very excited to see $200,000 sitting right in front of you, right? And if you had $200,000 sitting in front of you and somebody asked for a dollar, you'd go, oh, sure, you can have a dollar. You can have a dollar. I'll give everybody in the room a dollar. I basically still have $200,000, right? That's what a million dollars is to those guys. Doesn't mean anything. Do you think they come home after a hard day and go, oh boy, I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> But you know what they can never have that we can have? There is a thrill they can never have that we can have. You ever put on an old article of clothing you haven't worn in a while, find a $20 bill in the pocket? <laughs> like, whoa, ho, 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 there's a 20 in here, you kidding me? Ha 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 ha, ah, 20 bucks, Woo! Hoo, 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 hoo. There's also no tip that they can leave that won't anger the wait staff. If I left a $50 bill on a $20 drink tab, that bartender would know my name next time I walked in there. Bezos, Gates, they leave $1,000 on a $20 bar tab. Bartender goes, what a jerk. Could have left me a million dollars. I said, Bezos has 40 billion more than Gates. They both live in Seattle. They must've gone to dinner at some point. You think when that check hit the table, do you think Bill just short-armed it just a little bit? You can get that, Jeff. All right, thanks, man. I don't have rocket ship money. Last March, my wife and I celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary. Thank you very much. Yeah. We have two kids. We stopped the two kids out of vasectomy. This is called elective surgery. Like there was an election. My wife had a vote, I had a vote, I lost the election. <laughs> always do a vasectomy on a Friday, so you go home and sit all weekend and the lazy boy with a remote in your hand, a bag of ice in your lap, which really when you get right down to it, <laughs> it's like any other weekend. <laughs> having children's been a blessing, and I always tell people this, so if you're ever thinking about having kids and you're really not sure, you know what you want to do? Make a trip to Disneyland. <laughs> You'll give yourself a vasectomy. You know what? You'll do it right there in the magic kingdom too. You'll knock over Mickey, get into the food courts. So you can grab a plastic knife, like, oh. Please make it stop. I don't know if you saw my last show too. I did a bit about uh, all the uh, pillows on the bed and how it drives guys. Remember that one too? It was very popular. I was in Bed Bath & Beyond recently down the aisle from me. I heard a couple having this exact argument and the guy was really being mean to his wife. He was took it way too far and he was just yelling at her. He's going, I don't know why we're spending all this money on these unnecessary decorations. You know we don't have money for these unnecessary decorations. The backsplash, the valance, or the window treatments. This is a waste of money. I'm like, all right, that's enough. Anyway, a few minutes later, I'm out in the parking lot. I'm getting ready to leave. They come walking out together. They go over to his giant pickup truck that's jacked this high off the ground. <laughs> with huge knobby tires and a chrome roll bar and a chrome running board and every piece of custom equipment you can put on a truck. I roll down the window go, hey man, I like your truck. He goes, thanks bro. I go, it looks like you got that thing covered in unnecessary decorations. And I made eye contact with her and I know she would have married me. I have never seen such love in a woman's eyes. (laughs) I have a question about the big truck guys, and I don't know if we got any big truck guys in here tonight, but the two most macho things in our society, the AR-15 and the big giant truck, those are the things you can customize the most, am I right? Yeah, and let's not kid each other, that is decorating. These are men that like to accessorize and decorate in ways that will appeal to and attract other men. There's no other way to spin that, folks. The more they customize, the more their secret is out. Take down that rebel flag, run up the rainbow, be who you are. Right after the show, I'm gonna be out in the parking lot getting beat up by a couple of big trucks. <laughs> so if, you, know, you wanna come out and watch that? Come on out. <laughs> I came to the liquor store a few weeks ago. So I had a bottle of scotch in my hand, and my wife said, How much that cost? I said, $52. She said, $52 for a bottle of scotch? Why is it so expensive? You get a cheaper net. You know what I did? Walked right into the bathroom. I got into her makeup drawer. I grabbed a bottle of this big. <laughs> Some of you ladies know where I'm going on this one, don't you? <laughs> Estee Lauder Advanced Night Repair Eye Recovery Complex. (laughs) Want to guess what that two ounce bottle might cost? $75. That costs more than insulin. I'll tell you what, if my house is ever on fire, I have a chance to save something, I'm grabbing that makeup drawer. There's easily $15,000 worth of stuff in that drawer. I said to her, I go, what do you use this for? She said, you put it on your eyes at night and in the morning, they're not so puffy. I went, that sounds like it goes great with scotch. (laughs) I might have to give this a shot. I said, really, what do you use all this makeup for? She said, it makes me look young and beautiful. I said, so does the scotch. I just toasted the audience in a place called Dry Bar. (laughs) Realized that as soon as I did it. I went, oh. (laughs) I did this last fall right before Thanksgiving. Never do this. Never, never, never do this. I was at Costco. I'm driving through the parking lot. Four miles an hour. I'm just looking for a parking spot. I'm creeping along. I'm composing a voice text to my wife. I said, hey, I'm at Costco. Do we need anything? And at that moment, this lady turns right in front of me, almost clips my car. I go, you stupid. You see where this is going. Send. Message said, Hey, I'm at Costco. Do we need anything, you stupid? <laughs> my phone rang immediately. It's like, Well, that's weird. She never responds to my text. She goes, You at Costco? I go, Yeah. She goes, Buy a pumpkin, shove it up here. Wait, what, what, what? Oh, no. <laughs> Before COVID, I was also working on cruise ships once in a while. I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise, if you have or haven't. Every cruise begins with the lifeboat drill. And you know what my favorite part of any lifeboat drill is? When they show you that little whistle. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing says instant rescue, quite like... (whistles) (whistles) That'll bring the Coast Guard right in, won't it? (laughs) You're bobbing around in the ocean, they're 2,000 feet up in a noisy helicopter. Oh, there they are, right there. (laughs) You know, killer whales also communicate with a whistling sound. (laughs) You know what that whistling noise means in the orca language? Smorgasbord, right this way. I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise, if you have or haven't, uh, but every single morning, they give you a list of every single activity that's taken place on the ship. First time I worked a cruise ship, 1999, I had no idea what LGBT gathering was, but I thought, man, they meet in a bar every night.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: I bet I belong to that group. <laughs> LGBT's got to stand for Let's Get Blasted Together. I bet I belong to this group. <laughs> then they put a a Q in there. I go, that's probably for quickly. Pretty sure I belong to this group. So I started going and I do not belong to that group. But when they found out I was there, they made me an honorary member. They said, sit down, you're an idiot. We're having trouble in Seattle with geese, Canada geese. Big, fat, mean, pooping machines is what they are. They're everywhere. They're mean as can be. They don't migrate anymore. And you know what? We have hungry homeless people. We have extra geese. Anybody else see a possible solution? You with a loaf of wonder bread and a wiffle ball bat, I can clean up a park real quick. It's a good visual, isn't it? But one of the solutions in Seattle was they tried to round them up these geese, put them in trucks, take them to Idaho. There's my tax dollars at work. Trucking birds to Idaho. Because you know those birds got back before those trucks did. But I read in the paper, it said these geese defecate five to 18 times per hour. I know, it's an amazing statistic. But you know what's more amazing? You stop to realize in order to gather that information. (laughs) Some guy with a college degree, a clipboard and a stopwatch. (laughs) (laughs) Hate this job. (laughs) Spent four years at Washington State for
1: this.
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding. Nobody ever graduated in four years. Right after the show, after the big truck guys get done with me, you might want to come out and watch the WSU alums. You ever say something to somebody, you know exactly what you meant, it just comes out wrong. Or somebody says something to you, you know what they meant, it just comes out wrong. A few weeks ago, Saturday morning, I go to the mall. Friday night, I've done two shows, great shows. Clubs packed, everybody's laughing. Saturday morning, I go to the mall. This guy spots me clear across the mall. He yells, hey dude, you were great last night. My cheeks are still sore. (laughs) That shopping trip is over. And so is my special. You guys are wonderful. Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. I'm Shane Smith. I cleaned up a little bit. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my special. Now it's uh, time to tip. I guess that's what we do at the end of the show. I hope you do. Dollar, $2, $5, $10,000. It's up to you. Thank you. Thank you very much.